Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. We are so glad you joined us. Steve Post, pit reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week here by Todd Gordon, 25-time winning crew chief and a championship winning crew chief in the Cup Series. Hello, Todd. How are you? Great. Good. Good hanging out with you. We appreciate it. We loved having you part of the Motor Racing Network broadcast crew. And, boy, we had a lot to break down when it comes to Kansas. So yeah, we, we, we had uh, our, our crew chief analyst was busy out there. Yeah, it was a, it was a great event and uh, one that had a lot of things going on. You know, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the issues on pit road. It really seemed like the 45 car was the only guy in the top 20 that didn't have a pit road yeah. issue to have to overcome. Um, we had teams being aggressive with tires and, and – Finding the limits there. Uh, you know, we had great racing. Cars that could run up on a wall and some guys like the 45 and, and the 19 came up as well to me as I watched the race, really able to maneuver around the racetrack and, and run different lines and, and find speed. And um, another pass for the lead with ten within 10 laps to go. That's like 12 of them this year or something like that. Yeah, it's insane how good the racing is at the end. And what a race, um, you know, Kurt pulled off there, getting by Kyle, and then getting by Kyle. You yes. know, besting both of the Kyles, the, his brother and uh, Kyle Larson there. Um, the 23-11 team, I think if you're 23-11, if, uh, and, 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 and honestly, from Denny to Steve Laletta, they've just been brutally honest about this thing. I think if you're that team, you're like, man, we have got the performance of these cars really, really good. We saw one team clean everything up. And we saw one team not clean everything up, and that's the difference between first and tenth. But these cars are that good. Yeah, definitely. You look at it, and and Bubba had to go to the back with a with a penalty, with seventy laps to go, and drove back to tenth. That was a quite a quite an accomplishment for them. A lot of speed in both those cars. A lot of speed in the Toyotas overall. Yeah. We we talked earlier in the season about what was going going on with the Toyotas, and I, I at that point my conversation was. Let's see what happens when we get the all to get to the Coke 600. And uh, they're a couple weeks ahead, but they're they're back in full force. Yeah, I think we saw where was it? Was it Las Vegas where Kyle just about won the race in a late caution? So yep. it's funny. It's it's funny how that goes. You can have good performance, but getting wins means so much more. Had Kyle gotten that win, maybe then we wouldn't have had those. I, I think they're all right, and I think that showed at Kansas they're all right as yeah, well. Yeah, it did. I mean, the Gibbs camp finished what third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, very very good. Cars. So. Um, you know, what a weekend for them. Um, you know, a, a great weekend of racing. You had comers and goers all day long. Uh, just just a, a phenomenal. I love Kansas. I think mm -hmm. that progressive banking from yeah. 17 to 20, that's right, in the, that's right in the pocket of where these cars like to race. We've got two racetracks that way, Kansas and Homestead, Homestead. probably my two favorite racetracks. So, really, yeah. Yeah, because you can move around the racetrack. You can find places to go. you got guys up on the wall, but uh, you've got guys that – they can work down the down the racetrack and saw that Saturday. I actually yeah. uh, I actually was pretty high on Kurt Busch on Saturday. 
because he had that maneuverability. He had the ability to make pace when he wasn't stuck in the wall. Yeah, and you had talked about that last week here on the program. We talked about the, the, the car that could run a groove or two off might be the car to watch, and that's certainly what, what Kurt had, and he acknowledged that in victory lane. Talked about not only dirtying up the air and the cars behind him, but being able to go where they were not, yeah. and that is very, very key. About a month ago, we had Brian Patty from JTG Darty Racing on this show, and it was a beat-up, beat-down, wore-out, sick-of-it-all, Brian Patty. My, how times have changed at JTG Darty Racing. Three straight top 10 finishes. And, and it's not a, it's, it's not a th- three tire, half a can of fuel, no. winging a prayer. No. Their performance has yep. really, really been good. It's good to see that single car team up there in the top 10 the last three weeks. Yeah, I think we alleviated some of the stress he had built inside with that in whole interview because <laughs> right after that, he went on his terror. So, uh, yeah, great to see that, and really, like you said, a second, eighth, and eighth, the last three races, uh, you know, three in a row. It's first time that Ricky's done that since 17. Um, it's uh, It's been good, and to your point, it's not been the the, the work in the off strategy piece to get that track position. It's been uh, it's been just having speed. They drove their way through the field uh, from from actually having an issue in, in practice. Practice, right. Didn't get to qualify, started scratching the field. I think they were last car if or close to it. And uh, drove their way up into the top ten. I, I noticed that by the end of stage two, they were in a in a good position, and and they had pace to keep there. And they 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 did a good job all day long. And that's you know Ricky was on uh, on the radio um, mm-hmm. talking about it, and uh, you know he just talked about the the, the bounce and the step of the people at the shop, and uh, yeah. and just what it does having these runs to to the momentum going forward. And uh, a great transition. Be interesting to see what they do coming forward in the All Star Open and in. On into, on into Charlotte. Charlotte, no doubt. Yeah, I've shared on here and before we travel, we fly on the same plane with them, and it's a different plane getting on now. I mean, it really is. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a skip in the step of those guys. And that Sunday night is like, okay, what time were you? You know, One of Brian's points is we, we, we worked our guts out all Sunday night, and here we are back at the shop on Monday morning. Uh, now on the plane, it's like, what time are we going in tomorrow? It's a whole different world. It's fun to watch. It really is. Really, really neat stuff. What we're going to do here this week on Crew Call is we've had a great time talking to so many of our crew chief buddies. And, yeah. and, and, and we'll get right back to that next start next week again. But we are kind of at a breaking point of the season. I think we're halfway through the regular season. We have the All-Star Race coming up. So Brad Moran is the managing director of the Cup Series. Really, really good guy. Uh, I love talking to him. He's Canadian, so he's got that Canadian accent, A. And I look forward to uh, chatting with him. So that's what we're going to do. We are going to talk to Brad Moran here on the program. So we'll do that in just a moment. We'd like to invite you to subscribe to Flow Racing the new home of NASCAR Roots. Not only weekly racing, but the Arkham Menard Series, the Whalen Modified Tour, Pinty Series, and all kinds of great racing as well. This weekend, the headliner on Sunday is the Pinty Series at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Brad Moran, our guest, was the series director for the Pinty Series for four years. And we have got a bevy of racing on the weekly series. I think I counted 13 tracks. Autre Dome, Granby, La Crosse, Berlin, Jennerstown, Riverhead, Lee, Hickory, Langley, South Boston, Florence, Bowman, Gray, Meridian, Evergreen. I know, I went through that list quick. What that means is that you need to subscribe to Flow because you can scroll through, and if you time it right, you can catch a feature at Hickory and then a feature at Florence, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, uh, I love the pay-per-view platforms. And um, we do our sprint car stuff, so we have another one with Dirt Vision as well. And they, uh, I go back and forth between them. But Flow Racing 
is the new home of NASCAR Roots, and they just do a great job. So fun, fun stuff. So let's do that. Let's step away, and when we come back, Brad Moran from NASCAR. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Scar, he joins us next. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. We talked a little bit about this when we were headed to break. Joining us is the managing director for the NASCAR Cup Series. Brad Moran joins us. Hello, Brad. How are you? Yeah, very good. Good morning, guys. Good to be here. Well, it's great to catch up with you. We see you in the pits and say hey every once in a while. You're a busy, busy man, so we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule. Brad, you were named the managing director of the Cup Series in January of a year when a new car was being debuted. Do they not like you over there? I mean, man, they, they threw you into the fire. How 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 are you doing? How is it going? <laughs> I think there could be a little bit of punishment there, possibly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. You know, the the challenge. Uh, I was up for the challenge. You know, really exciting time for NASCAR. All the work and effort that uh, John Probst and the R and D Center put into this uh, next gen car. I just took it as a a great opportunity, and and knew there'd be a bunch of challenges along the way, which we certainly have. But boy, the the product's been good. Uh, you know, everyone's working together, and the collaboration between the teams and the drivers and and, you know, NASCAR has been something probably never seen before. So it's a great time to be here and just lo- loving every minute of it. And, uh, you know, again, we just uh, we keep digging, trying to get to trying to put on good shows for uh, for all our fans each and every week. Yeah. It, you talk about it, this new opportunity that came to you. Give us a little background of, of your racing history. It goes back to, to, to Canada and track ownership, I believe. Yeah, did the, obviously did some racing as a kid in the motocross and the, the motorcycles and got into the stock cars and so on. And then uh, it ended up, uh, uh, you know, kind of semi-retiring, so I thought, and uh, purchased a Speedway and uh, got into building that. Nice little third of a mile, brought NASCAR to that track uh, uh, multiple times back in the day. And uh, that was a that was a great, uh, great time. Did some spotting for some Hall of Famers, Gibbons and Dave Whitlock, some other uh, well-known names in the in the Canadian uh, racing ranks, and uh, opportunity come to run the Canadian Tire Series. So um, we got involved in that series, and I managed that series for uh, for I think about five years or so, and then transferred to uh, to the international at NASCAR and kind of overseeing everything under trucks from a competition uh, side, and and then moved to trucks about five years ago. So I, 
pretty much, uh, pretty much been in a lot of different departments throughout the company. Brad, did you did you always target you? You talked about retiring and 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 building up a little racetrack there. Did you did you think motorsports was going to be your journey, or did you did you have other things that you thought you might chase around as far as a career goes? No, I was you know I was a photographer by trade, owned a couple of printing companies, and again always had my hand in racing. Uh, but was never able to focus on it full time. And mm. uh, when I when I purchased the track, it was kind of like that's what I was going to do. And of course, I thought I would do it like kind of fifty percent. But we, I'm not too good at doing that. So we got uh, we got busy and we rebuilt the track and did changes every year and just kept building, it, which I really enjoyed doing. And uh, and then I realized uh, I wasn't very good at math because at the rate I was spending. Uh, to what I made it, the, the, the math wasn't there. So I, I had to go, uh, I had to make sure I worked for a little longer and this opportunity <laughs> come along and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been great ever since. So That's I'm cool. back, uh, working wide open. <laughs> I, I understand that, that, that financial piece of, of trying to the outgoing and incoming balance it, uh, I'm going through that right now. So uh, <laughs> great, great point for you there. Um, Easy to spend it when you have time. Yes, it is. It used to be the off season we spent money and then race season yeah. you saved it because you didn't have any time to do it. But uh, yeah. now it's now it's for me, it's all season, which is is you something to work it. through. Um, you know, you talked about it. You came out of the truck series garage and, and, and ran, a, ran a pretty tight ship over there. What's uh, What surprised you most in the transition from the truck garage to the cup garage? Um. Really, not too much. I mean, it's uh, I guess the um, just uh, the amount of, of people. There's obviously a lot more departments involved, a lot more things, a lot, a lot more things going on. The teams are definitely uh, really detailed. Um, not that the, the truck guys aren't. You know, a lot of the truck guys come from uh, from the Cup Series, but uh, you know, the Cup Series is at a higher level, and and every you know every detail is critiqued. Uh, from the team so you know pr- pretty uh bunch of sharp sharp people working in the cup series and, and you know that's what we love and, and as well the uh the, the truck series had a lot of that but it's it's at a higher level there's no doubt just everything's a little more pressure um gets critiqued a little bit more and you know and i think it wasn't a surprise but uh, that would be the biggest probably change are there are there people within NASCAR that you've been able to lean on that you you you, you as you were as you were making this decision, knowing that you're not jumped in there alone? You've 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 got a pretty good group of people around you as well. Oh yeah, no no doubt. I mean we got we had a great group. I mean all all the R and D folks with the with the car are very helpful, and and we know we've we're going to develop this thing as we go, and we're going to we're going to make changes here over the next couple of years. And I think we all knew that we would end up doing that. Um, you know, Scott Miller is, is obviously um, right there with me every step of the way. So, so me and him are almost like a partner, you know, basically we, we you know, we kind of make sure things stay on track. So uh, a lot of good people around, you know, I, you know, Carl Goodman from the technical side and um, just, good folks all around me and it, it certainly makes it uh, easy. You wouldn't want to be sitting in this seat with no support. I can pretty much assure you that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah definitely that. <laughs> you, you, you look at the, at the, at the project that you've taken on and, and NASCAR has taken on and developing a new car that's very supplier driven and, and rolling that out to everything. I think you guys have done a phenomenal job with, with the implementation of, of how this has gone, how the product on the racetrack's gone and it's it's been overwhelming success in a lot of ways. Uh, 
you know, we we at the start started to hear things about supply chain issues, which you hear across the world with a, with coming out of the pandemic. And and we're not hearing that anymore. How is how is that coming to the racing? And, and how do you guys see that going forward? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a lot of different groups working on on different uh, different things. And obviously the uh, part supply, we uh, we started off, uh, you know, in Daytona, we, we were tight with parts and cars as everybody's well, you know, reported teams again, just their level of uh, their level of professionalism and, and how to adjust realized that they had to adjust because the cars weren't coming in probably quite as planned to start the season. Uh, they made adjustments. We made adjustments. It's definitely uh, gotten better and uh, we'll continue to get better at it, but we're in a, we're in a way better spot than we, than we were when we obviously when we started the season um, probably would have anticipated not tearing up quite as much equipment, but I'm um, this is what we've been. I mean, these boys are at it. This racing's been sensational. These bodies have more give to them. I mean, I've, I've had to work with these flange fit bodies for, for decades now, and they're they're tough. So it changes the racing a little bit. You know, a, a little rub here, a little tap there doesn't ruin your day. And you know, obviously that that plays into what these fans are seeing, which is just outstanding racing. Uh, I think in, in most of the shows. So we probably used up more than we anticipated as well to get the season going to this point. Uh, but we are getting, uh, the, the parts are coming. Um, again, everyone's getting in a better place talking to the teams. You know, I talk to them obviously every week and see how they're doing. And even the ones that have had more bad luck, uh, than good are, are feeling much better about it now than they were a couple of months ago. So, uh, you know, we are touch wood because we are coming out of pandemic and raw materials and all those concerns are definitely there. But we have groups that are, are staying ahead of that and hopefully keep us in a good place. When I want to talk a little bit about the overall performance of the car. Uh, one of the things NASCAR is charged with making a level playing field for everybody that comes to play. When I look at this season and when I look at teams like Trackhouse Racing, I look at some of the rungs Colleg Racing is that Todd and I just talked about JTG Darty coming with three straight top 10 finishes. I know you guys don't root for specifics. I know you're, you you guys root for it. But it sounds to me, and it seems to me, like that leveling the playing field has been uh, – it's a lot closer now than it was before when we see some of these smaller teams, Brad, rolling up at the front of the field on a regular basis. How, how do you assess that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to see. Uh, you know, teams that uh, that obviously have a lot of talent uh, that, that come into the sport just a couple of years ago, put good people in place. Uh, they have the same equipment as, as anybody that's starting the race. And uh, you can certainly see it's, it's paying off. We've had, uh, I, I think we're 10 or 11 different winners, including the, the Coliseum. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, track house winning and it's, it's just spread around and it's uh, pretty, pretty awesome to see. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt if we get to the 16 winners, you know, before the playoffs. So, all of a sudden, is your one win a guarantee in? I wouldn't. I don't know about that this year. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I touched on that one this week on uh, on my Monday night program that, that I, I can put together a path to get sixteen or seventeen winners. I don't know if it'll happen, but I, I could make the yeah. argument for it at this point. And that's something that I think you would have stretched in prior years to do. So, uh, kudos to you guys with that one. There's been some talk about short track uh, racing performance lacking with this car. I'm going to say on here, I don't agree with that statement because I, I think that the the Phoenix race was good. 
I thought the Richmond race was really good if if you understood what was going on with the strategy pieces. Martinsville was probably the one question to it. Um, what's your take on the Martinsville piece, and and what has NASCAR looked at? Because I know there's been some discussion about what they can do for the fall. Yeah, so I think uh, with a short sample size, as you mentioned, you know the Phoenix race was was I thought was was pretty good, pretty good uh, Phoenix race. Um, Richmond was a, a, a very strategic race, which again, you know, obviously crew chief like yourself would totally be into it and understand it and love it. Regular fans, some probably would, others would maybe not so much, but it come down to the, the very last few laps yeah. that strategy played into it. Uh, Martinsville was, uh, was not what we wanted to see, but we had a lot of factors at Martinsville that played into that. Um, you know, we, we had all the all the, the weather. There was no rubber down on the racetrack. Couldn't really get there. Temperatures were well below the, what we've ever seen there. I think we were racing at 38 degrees at one point. Um, all these factors come into play. And Martinsville is, is, is its own specific track that needs certain things as well. So we're, we're going back. We're, we're, not, we're never satisfied, you know, unless we are 100%. And we're going back and we're, we've looked at all the data and Goodyear's gone back. We're going to do a tire test and, we'll, you know, we'll probably go back with a different look, but it won't be the same circumstances. So if in any other year we ran into the same thing with the temperatures and the track conditions and everything we had, it just, without putting rubber down on that concrete track, as you well know, it really put us in a tough spot. They had too much grip at the bottom and there was no outside lane. It made it really difficult uh, to pass and, so we're, we're looking at some changes there as well as, as a transaxle and the, the, the ratios that we have and the, the, um, the box that we're, we're kind of in for, for economics and keeping the, the racing uh, good everywhere else. We might have to go back and look at that as well. So there's a bunch of things that at Martinsville that we're looking at that will probably go back a little different when we head back. And I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't expect anything less than a barn burner when we go back for the second time. Yeah, yeah, you don't you you don't get two uh, uh, Martinsville races in a row. I mean, this next one, uh, this you know, this next one, you probably need to batten down the hatches on that. Uh, you you mentioned something about the gear ratios. You talked about the transaxle on that, and I know you guys are working on it, Brad. What's a what's a fair timeline to work on something like that? You you can't change them every week. You've got to work on it. How far out do you work? And 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 now that we're starting to get these small samples, how far out do you work on those minor those 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 details? like that well the martinsville one i mean we've got we've got obviously the day after the race we started looking at different options um again we're trying to keep the clusters there's there's main gears and then there's like drop gears there's sure. three of them that we have and in order to get maybe what we need because martinsville is so unique we may have to introduce uh you know you know a different a different cluster of gears and, and that's being that's being looked at mm -hmm. um on on how we have to do that you can't do it overnight um, you know, it's, it's not an easy, none of these things are really easy tasks, but they're tasks that are getting managed. So I, I would, I would pretty much be sure we're going to have a different, little different package when we go back to Martinsville. 
Yeah, definitely. No, no doubt. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so Todd, Todd, Todd's beating you up about the short tracks. Well, he's not beating you up about the short tracks. He not just asked about the short tracks. I, I want to talk about the intermediate tracks because that, to me, historically has been a challenge. Uh, how do we make this thing work? When I look at the races we just had at Kansas, I look at Las Vegas and Auto Club, you guys have just got to be off the chains with the way the intermediate racing has been this year. This car has performed well on the intermediate tracks. Yeah, I really enjoy those ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been uh, I'm a fan too up there. You know, no, we uh, yeah, it's it's been a great surprise. I mean, obviously, we expected success at all the tracks. The road courses were probably uh, uh, more a no brainer in the fact that a, a lot of these parts and pieces are, are being raced around the world uh, on on road courses. But you know, to really see it just dialed in at these mile and a half and Again, a little bit of the, the bodies helping and the, uh, it it's just it's been great to witness. And, I you know, I think it's only going to get better. So it's it's a, it's a great uh, it's a it's a great example of how the car is being, you know, is successful to this point. Teams are adapting, as you mentioned earlier, just just the the parity out there. It's it's great to see. And we'll, we'll hopefully continue that throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. You uh, you talked about it. We watched Kyle Larson bounce off the wall at least four yeah. times this weekend, and, <laughs> and still keep on racing. And no cut tires from that stuff. Uh, it's it's been it's been impressive. And and kudos to NASCAR and and the teams. And and really, what we looked at in the off season, you know, what I what I've been most impressed of from the outside. Now that I'm an outsider looking in, is it seems like NASCAR and the industry has become very collaborative. You know, if you looked at uh, all the testing you did in the off season, went to Charlotte, didn't really like the package, changed the aero package. You guys have done a phenomenal job of, of it seems like everybody working together and not against each other. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that, that's great to see. I mean, you know, obviously everybody, everybody in this, uh, in this series or in this, you know, in the, in, in NASCAR are the best in the business. Um, and, you know, we, we, really the, the way to get better is just to listen to everybody's input. We, you know, we were not going to agree. You're never going to get, you're never going to probably get two teams to agree with everything. But when you have a, a wide scope of how much information comes in and you examine all of it, and there's always good and some bad in, in all of the information work together with these teams, which we've been doing, I think the results are showing and, and they'll continue to do that because uh, the collaboration I agree Todd, has never probably been better than it is today. And, and that's uh, that's how we get you know that's how we get better and get through exactly where we want to be. Exciting races every week. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been phenomenal. One area that there's been a lot of attention on Brad and uh, Todd and I we've talked about it. We've had a pit crew coach on talking about it. Our pit stops, um, tires, wheels, the wheel assembly, the hub. We even had one that got stuck on with a cross thread situation this past weekend. Um, how are you guys monitoring this? Are you addressing it? What's what's your take, Brad, on what's going on with with wheels and tires this year? Yeah, so uh, absolutely. That you know, that's been a big conversation. You know, s- since Daytona, we put a we put a group together from the teams again talking about our collaboration. We had a a wheel group put together from the uh, from the team side and from the R and D side. That was the day after Daytona. We've been working on it ever since, uh, making some slight adjustments, looking at what the problems are. Um, you know, and keeping it into into kind of into check. We have we've had eight. Uh, eight wheels come off, which is eight more than we ever want, but there's been 10,000 successful uh, wheel changes to this point in the season. So you're at about a point, 
you know, a point eight percent. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really low percentages, but we're, we're striving for, for zero. We don't ever want to see it. It's a lot of the teams learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as easy as it was. Every, every form of motorsports has a slightly different, uh, slightly different view of it, but you got one shot and you got one lug nut. If that lug nut's not on there and that car leaves the box, we know what the end result is, unfortunately. So it's, it's a learning curve. Uh, we're, we're trying to help it. We've got some uh, test samples out with some teams uh, currently uh, that we're doing some tests on with slightly different drive pins. But we're, you know, we're we're talking very minor adjustments. It's just a matter of getting everything gelled together, and and all these little things have to work right. But uh, you know, it 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 looks like a, a big problem, which we look at it as it is. Uh, the percentage is very low, but we're working on getting that down to zero. Yeah, definitely. 0.08%. That's that's a pretty <laughs> low number, but I love that I love that your strive for zero is the right number there. As yeah. as we've watched the season go on, and, and I know that the aerodynamics are are driven a lot on the undercar side of the, this car. It, it seems like, at least from what, what we see with the diffuser in the back, there's been a lot of cars that, I won't say a lot, but there's been multiple cars per weekend that have multiple failures in inspection. Um, which has honestly made the racing better. It's made it easier for us to announce because you've got people coming from the back. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been good for that. Uh, yeah. What do you attribute What do you attribute that to? Is it is it all underbody stuff, or is it a little bit of everything that, that you see the failures for? No, it's it's funny enough. It's been a little bit of everything. It's almost like it was. I mean, and and again for the first you know the first handful of races it was new right so Mm -hmm. people weren't sure how far they can go we were lining our equipment up with the shops and so there was a little bit of that um lately there's been more it's funny enough there's been more body and and the second would be under body and we're you know we we brought six cars back to the tunnel this week we brought six back at talladega we're also running them across all our scanning at the r d center so they're actually getting the wind tunnel and then they're coming here and we're checking the scanning so we, we keep trying to dial it in and it's just a matter of all of us getting a line now whether the teams will always try to push it that little bit on the body and and and, and just miss it and you know there's there's some rumblings that the temperatures change it slightly but you know it, it's like pit road speed i mean you get to 4.999 and how much do the teams want to take of it you know pretty much all of it so it's the same it's the same as it was and I would like to think it'll get, and I say better from my end. It might not be better from your end, but I would think it would get easier and they'd go through at a higher percentage. But maybe that's just wishful thinking, and maybe this is what we've got, and we just got to keep everybody in check, and when the race starts, they're all on an even playing field. I would say from from the for, former crew chief standpoint, <laughs> the the tolerance may be plus or minus one fifty, but with the windows plus or is is ten thou on either end of that. I'm sure. So there uh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's totally. what we that's what we work in. You mentioned in there that you did bring six cars back to go to the tunnel. Are are you taking cars to wind tunnel, and what will you get out of that? Yeah, we we took six at uh, Talladega, and we're we took six more uh, this last weekend. And it's just to uh, it's just to to make sure everything's where we think it's going to be, uh, that that the, all the OEMs are in the same box as what we started, um, you know, and for future changes as well. So it's really just putting some data in the bank. 
we don't expect to see anything uh, drastically different than what we see in Talladega, and and that was was good. And as well, we also wanted the opportunity to, to just to perfect this underwing scanning, which we're still doing as well. So it's really uh, just just pulling a lot of data. I don't think we're going to see anything uh, out of the box on it, and and, uh, and again just just to make sure that everybody's in the box from the OEM side and just for the manufacturers, making sure that everything's working equally for everybody. So we can keep the parity, uh, you know, for all three manufacturers. Brad, uh, one other thing, and this is the final one that I have for you here today. Um, we went from practice and qualifying two hours, four hours, six hours, three days to nothing during the pandemic to the format that we have now, 15 or 20 minutes right into qualifying from NASCARs, from your perspective, how is that going? I think it's going well. I, I mean, I wish I had more time to watch some of the programs uh, afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a chance to watch a few, but it's just the weeks are so short with, you know, with, with what we got going on. Um, but I, I believe it's working really well. I think it's more interesting for the fans. Um, I think, what we used to have for practice, everyone thought that was the norm. That's what we had to have. And obviously when COVID come along, it certainly changed our, our thinking uh, on how much practice is required. So I like it. I think it's good. I think it's good for the racing. You know, I really believe it's, it's good for the racing and uh, too much time maybe, maybe might hurt the product. And so they have enough time to do their adjustments. We qualify and we get out and get after it for on Sunday. And I think I like it myself. I can tell you from the radio perspective, um, and, and, I'll, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll just flatly say this, and I and probably can say the same for TV, the, what we're able to do in that two-hour window is spectacular for our fans. Uh, and I know TV's there interviewing the same drivers we are. The access that that gives us, the storytelling that gives us to do. Uh, I know you said you didn't get a chance to watch many of the programs or listen to many of the programs. Man, from our perspective, this has been gold. We 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 literally, we I, I was not on the practice show at Kansas, and I was disappointed I wasn't on the practice show in Kansas because it's been fun to do, fun to cover. And um, I just, I, uh, from a programming perspective, it's been great. It really has been. So, uh, and Todd was nodding his head when you said you practice too much. We might dial some things in or out. He was, he was in agreement with you on that. Crew chief guy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely been good to, to see. And, you know, forces the teams to race a little bit harder in the shop. We did that through COVID and, and understanding how your simulators, your simulation and, yeah. and your notebooks uh, work. And, and the guys not having notebooks is, has made it pretty interesting this year, but I think you guys have done a great job with that. I, I think it's it's been a, a very like that two hours is is phenomenal because it's got practice, it's got interviews, it's got qualifying. There's suspense. There's I mean yeah. you've seen cars spinning out in practice, right? So uh, there's a lot of storylines there that that it's done a great job. Really, truly has that's for sure. Brad, we know you're very busy. We really appreciate you taking some time out here to chat with us on Crew Call. I know our fans love to hear from love to hear from you and kind of get a state of where we're at here midway through the regular season. Always enjoy chatting with you at the garage. Appreciate you joining us here today on Crew Call. Thanks for having me, gentlemen, and have a great have a great day. There we go. That is Brad Moran, the managing series director for the Cup Series, joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. Stay with us more in just a moment. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Moment. Welcome back to Crew Call. We are having a ball. So glad you joined us here on the Motor Racing Network. And uh, great, great visit with Brad Moran. Uh, Brad's a good guy. I always love talking to him in the garage. I love we got a little background on him up in Canada. But, um, boy, I can't imagine getting thrown into the fire, but it looks like he's managing it, and the product we're seeing has been good. So the the, the end result has been pretty solid. Yeah, it has. It has. And you, you, great insight there into the challenges and some of the p- topics that we've talked about, whether it be wheels, whether it be supplies. I, I think I think good answers and good good feedback of, of what's going on with the industry. Really cool to see the co- collaboration between yeah. the teams and, and NASCAR. It's not separate. Uh, they're working to make the product better, and and everybody's doing a good job of it. Even the wind tunnel conversation he had there, and and I I wanted to pick a little deeper into that because he mentioned it. Uh, but just just trying to make sure that the that the box that everybody's in is is similar so that we can keep this racing the way it is, and not that they're t- going to take anything away from anybody, but just trying to understand where everybody's at. And I think it's a it's it's done a really good job. There were some things in the off season that they actually had to had to modify sure. because we changed. From a from a high spoiler, a tall spoiler, high downforce package to the low downforce, and that that kind of changed how each of the different manufacturers' cars worked. So they had to do a little bit of uh, yeah. of tweaking there. So uh, they're they're keeping their they're keeping their finger on it to understand what's going on to make sure we've got this great racing product that we've had all along. The wheel stuff fascinates me. Obviously, um, it's been a hot topic. We talk about it seemingly all the time, and it's interesting that that right after Daytona, they've started to work on this with collaboration. Again, that's the word with the team. The other one that kind of stands out to me, and it was a one-race deal, but I had multiple crew chiefs tell me, we have no business shifting at Martinsville. Yep. You know, and boom. Sounds like they're working on it. That's it. And and you're going to have things. You're going to have things that you 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 missed it by that much. Well, in NASCAR Cup Series racing, missing it by that much is a big yes. margin. Yes. So um, it, it's good. Good stuff. In hindsight, looking at it, and I thought Brad brought up the two points there about Martinsville. We it's not like we figured out that this car just can't race short tracks. We we made a couple we made a couple errors in the situation that that we had yeah. to race at. One. I don't care what tire Goodyear brings the racetrack. <laughs> when it's 38 degrees outside, rubber does not stick to concrete. It just doesn't happen. And we've seen that in the past. We've had some yeah. kind of ho-hum Martinsville races in the spring because the track doesn't take rubber. Right. When that track takes rubber, the bottom goes away. Then the, the place gets wider. A lot of great things happen as it gets rubber down. We don't want to lay too much because we don't want to ball it up and make the yeah. upper lane dirty. But 
there's kind of a fine line there. So there's a temperature challenge that they, they created with this being a night race in April. Um, and the shifting piece. When you look back at it, we reduced the rear gear by probably like 8 or 9% from what we'd raced in the past. Yeah. Because of trying to keep within a specified set of gears to try to keep costs down. Cost, yeah. But And they tried it. And, and, you know, that's one of the things I think NASCAR's done a great job of is they'll try things. If it doesn't work, they'll fix them. Yeah. And and here's one. We tried to do it with what we had, and, and he comes out saying, we may need to make a gear change. We may need to make a, a cluster change or, or something to make the overall ratio work. When we reduced it by that 8 or 9%, you force the guys to have to shift. If they get the gear back up to where it was before or maybe just a fuzz higher, yeah, then we'll take the shift in a way. Yep. And we get a little rubber down, and we'll have Martinsville right back. We'll have Martinsville right back. And that's the penultimate race, the next to last race. And uh, like I said, it, I, don't, I don't recall going to two eh races at Martinsville. So uh, buy your tickets, I'm sure, because yes. it's going to be fun. That is for sure. Always good to hang out. Uh, appreciate, again, the time we got to spend together. Uh, everything from uh, everything from the, the NASCAR racing to the Canes, Raising Canes Chicken joined across the parking lot. We all broke bread together. It was uh, fun to hang out. And then uh, always good to hang out here on Crew Call. Yeah, I really enjoy the opportunity to get to racetrack with you guys. You know, we have a good time. Uh, that was number three of seven, and uh, looking forward to the rest of them. There we go. Sounds good. He is Todd Gordon. I am Steve Post, and we appreciate you joining us here on Crew Call. We appreciate Brad Moran joining us as well. This has been Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe today at www.flowracing.com. 